black people are pretty amazing. They really are. I mean, they've endured a lot and have come from little to produce some of the greatest moments in history, some widely known and some not so widely known. Now, today's episode is dedicated to black people and all the good stuff they've done and that they are doing. Inventors, educators, entertainers, activists. We'll give you some of the everything. Some of these might surprise you, but most will be interesting. Nonetheless, by the time we're done, we'll have a few more coins in the knowledge bank. Here we go today with this episode called Yay Black People. Welcome back to Meanwhile on the Farm. If this is your first episode, welcome. And if this isn't your first episode, welcome back. Meanwhile on the Farm is a podcast dedicated to getting back to the subject at hand. I'm your host, Corey. And typically I take a current story like Felicity Huffman getting 14 days in jail for that college scandal and unpack it where facts like there are black mothers who spend years in jail just because they use the loved one's address to get their children in better schools districts because investment in black education isn't a hot topic might show up. And then at the end, I'd offer practical solutions like join the school board or supporting someone else to join the school board or starting a school program. Then at the very end, I'll talk about someone or someone's doing things right. This episode today is all about black people in their rightness. Now, I realize that I haven't been active on social media. Uh, I'm going to get back on it. I know that I still have pins that I need to give away. That information is coming. I know that I need to post things from the last two episodes. That information is coming as well. Uh, but before I begin this episode, however, I do want to give a shout out to the Wright family that got one tiny person bigger today, Friday, September 20th. My sister had a little girl. Uh, she named her Lena Ray, named partially after my grandmother who's watching from heaven right now. And she's pretty cute. Um, there was a picture of her mugging though, so she's already got that <laughs> right kid stared out. So congrats, Hope, on your new kid and good luck on keeping Sam from setting her on fire just kidding okay i'm gonna try to organize these things as much as possible but there are no guarantees um the first area i want to dig into is inventions there are so many inventions that came from black people here are some that you might not have known dr shirley jackson she is a contemporary inventor she's an american physicist who paved the way for numerous developments in the telecommunications space including the touchstone telephone the portable fax, caller ID, call waiting, and the fiber optic cable. Louis Latimer, he was an inventor from the past. He was responsible for the invention of the carbon filament, which was a vital component of the light bulb. Now he worked with Alexander Graham Bell and helped draft the patent for Bell's design for the telephone. He also designed an improved railroad car bathroom and early air conditioning unit. So all you people in LA, in the South and NYC, when you turn on an AC, thank Brother Lewis. Marie Van Britten Brown. Now this ferocious black woman was a nurse who invented the very first home security system. Now, although she was a full-time nurse, she recognized the security threats to her home and devised a system that will alert her of strangers at her door and contact relevant authorities as quickly as possible. So her original invention consisted of peepholes, a camera, monitors, and a two-way microphone. The finishing touch was an alarm button that, when you pressed it, would immediately contact the police. Now her patent laid the groundwork for the modern closed-circuit television system that is widely used for surveillance, home security systems, push-button alarm triggers, crime prevention, and traffic monitoring. 
So for anyone who has subscribed to these types of home security systems, go ahead and pull one out for your girl, Marie. Show of hands, anybody out there with a pacemaker? Have you used a burglar-proof gas register? Maybe a chemical air filter? What about an IBM computer? You can thank inventor Otis Boykin for any of those things. He was a black man. <laughs> okay, now this next one has one for kids, one for adults, and one for adults who still act like kids from time to time. <laughs> First, uh, this man is working on the Johnson thermoelectric energy converter, which is meant to convert heat into energy. So that's good news for adults. For the two other groups, this man invented the super soaker. I remember those. I had one, a lot of fun. Makes me wanna go get one and fill it up with tequila. I'm kidding, calm down. So thank you, Lonnie Johnson, for that. Charles Drew is another inventor. Now he started the very first blood bank, including refrigerated mobile blood banks. Now, he used to work for the Red Cross, but he quit because they were still segregating blood. But in 1950, the Red Cross came to their senses and said, oh, well, I guess all blood is created equal. Now, for all of y'all who be sending these GIFs, I'm spelling it because I don't know which way to pronounce it and I get anxiety every time I have to. <laughs> uh, you have to thank Lisa, her last name is spelled G-E-L-O-B-T-E-R. I don't know how to say it, so I'm just spelling it out for you. For her involvement in Shockwave, which was a technology that kickstarted web animation. So Lisa, thanks for helping me get my point across every time I send a GIF of Viola Davis rolling her eyes and grabbing her purse. That's my favorite GIF, <laughs> one of them at least. Who invented the world's first supercomputer? Philip Imiajuale. After studying some bees, he started to rethink computer processing. And after using 65,000 processes, he came up with the supercomputer, which was able to perform 3.1 billion calculations per second. Red means stop. Yellow means your right of way is ending. Or if you're in California, it means inch further into the intersection so you can go on red. <laughs> and green means go. The traffic light. It was invented by Garrett Morgan. That along with the gas mask. Hey, all you gamers out there, if you're on a PlayStation or a Wii or an Xbox, you should raise a controller to Gerald A. Lawson. He invented the first game to use interchangeable cartridges. And parents, you can thank him for having to spend all your money. <laughs> uh, as a bonus, here's some quick ones. Mark Hanna, 3D technology. Percy Jr., his work led to the birth control pill and improvements in cortisone. Frederick Johnson, the mobile refrigerator, which was a big help in, during the war when they needed to send blood or food to the soldiers. Alexander Miles, elevator doors, the opening and closing effect. James E. West, the electroacoustic transducer electret microphone. Yes, electret microphone. What? Basically, when your favorite rap artists are going off on a mic, they're probably using his technology. As a matter of fact, 90% of microphones use this technology, including telephones, camcorders, and tape recorders. All that and more, lots more. And what do we have to say to that? Yay, Yay black people. people! Let's dive into a few black activists. Now, this first one you've heard me talk about, 
y'all know how we associate Rosa Parks with being the first one to refuse to give up her seat. Well, that's not entirely correct. Claudette Colvin was the first. The NAACP thought that Rosa Parks was better suited to handle the cause, but Claudette Colvin was the first. So finger snaps for her. Bayard Rustin. We've all heard of Martin Luther King, but Bayard Rustin was advisor to MLK, but stayed in the background because he was gay. He was actually repeatedly jailed for his social disturbances and his open homosexuality, but he was a key organizer for the March on Washington. Shirley Chisholm. Now, you may have heard her name before. Um, she was known for saying unbought and unbossed, which I feel like is the mother of, I'd say, to Maxine Waters' current attitude at the moment. <laughs> uh, she was actually before Hillary Clinton and being a female running for president. Now, fun fact, there were three assassination attempts made on her during her run for president. Polly Murray. After breaking ground as the first black female Episcopal priest, Polly Murray earned a law degree and became California's first black deputy attorney general. Now, Murray was one of the early proponents of intersectional feminism, bringing to light the disproportionate effect racial discrimination had on women of color. Carter Goodwin Wilson. In 1926, he established Negro History Week, which later became Black History Month. Now, the month of February was chosen in honor of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln, who were both born in that month. Now, we know from a few episodes ago that Lincoln was a racist and a white supremacist. So we'll just say that it was because of Frederick Douglass. So for all y'all who are like, why we get to show it this month? Blame Frederick Douglass's mama and daddy. <laughs> uh, that's just five, but there are more, lots more. And what do we say to that? Yay, Yay black people. people. Now here's a category that could be interesting. Literature. Let's kick things off with my girl, Maya Angelou. Now, anyone know what history she brought into play? She was the first black woman to write a best-selling non-fiction novel. You wanna know who the first black female to be published was? Her name was Phyllis Wheatley and she was 12 years old. She had a poem published in the mid 1700s. Now this was a big deal and still is because she wasn't supposed to learn how to read and write since it was illegal for blacks. Francis William, the first US black college graduate, published a poem book in Latin. That was in April of 1758. Now staying with this category, there are a few black writers that you should know. Amiri Baraka. Now he was born in 1934 and was a writer and a political activist. He used his writing as a weapon against racism. Now he became one of the most widely published African-American writers. Known for his social criticism and incendiary style, Baraka explored the anger of black Americans and advocated scientific socialism. Now often confrontational and designed to awaken audiences to the political needs of black Americans, Baraka was a prominent voice in American literature. Uh, he incited controversy throughout his career and he was accused of fostering hate while at the same time being lauded for speaking out against oppression. He often focused on black liberation and white racism and he spent most of his life fighting for the rights of African Americans. Now with the writing career that spanned nearly 50 years, Barack is respected as one of the leading revolutionary cultural and political leaders, especially in his hometown of Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to Jersey! 
His representations of race and wisdom have made him an influential part of the black arts movement, along with Nikki Giovanni, Sonia Sanchez, and Maya Angelou. Together, they have gone on to inspire younger generations like Terrence Hayes. Um, here's a piece of his called Wise Eye. If you ever find yourself somewhere lost and surrounded by enemies who won't let you speak in your own language, who destroy your statues and instruments, who ban your boom, boom, ba boom, then you're in trouble, deep trouble. They ban your own boom, ba boom. You in deep, deep trouble. Hmm. Probably take you several hundred years to get out. Oh, how true that is. Though he spent most of his life living abroad to escape the racial prejudice in the United States, James Baldwin is the quintessential American writer. Now, best known for his reflections of his experience as an openly gay black man in white America, his novels, essays, and poetry make him a social critic who shared the pain and struggle of black Americans. Born in Harlem in 1924, Baldwin caught the attention of fellow writer Richard Wright, who helped him secure a grant in order to support himself as a writer. Now, he left to live in Paris at age 24 and went on to write Go Tell It on the Mountain, which was published in 1953, a novel that is unlike anything written to date. Speaking with passion and depth about the black struggle in America, it's become an American classic. Baldwin would continue to write novels, poetry, and essays with a refreshingly unique perspective for the rest of his life. In 1956, Giovanni's Room raised the issues of race and homosexuality at the time when it was taboo. So he was doing some pretty, pretty out there things. And during the Civil Rights Movement, he published three of his most important collections of essays, Notes of a Native Son, that was in 1955, Nobody Knows My Name in 1961, and The Fire Next Time in 1963. Here is an untitled poem by James Baldwin. Lord, when you send the rain, think about it, please, a little. Do not get carried away by the sound of falling water, the marvelous light on the falling water. I am beneath that water. It falls with great force, and the light blinds me to the light. Octavia Butler. In a genre known for being traditionally white and male, Octavia Butler broke new ground in science fiction as an African-American woman. In California in 1947, Butler was an avid reader despite having dyslexia, was a storyteller by four, and began writing at the age of 10. Talk about knowing what you want to do. Drawn to science fiction because of its boundless possibilities for imagination, she was quickly frustrated by the lack of people she could identify with, so she decided to create her own. Go girl. Butler took the science fiction world by storm. Her evocative novels featuring race, sex, power, and humanity were highly praised and attracted audiences beyond their genre. They would eventually be translated into multiple languages and sell more than a million copies. 
One of her best-known novels, Kindred, published in 1979, tells the story of a black woman who must travel back in time in order to save her own life by saving a white slave-holding ancestor. Ooh, that sounds juicy. Over her career, she won two Hugo Awards, two Nebula Awards, and in 1995, she became the first science fiction writer to win the MacArthur Fellowship. The self-described, quote, outsider's legacy inspired future generations of women, including Janelle Monet. Other literary writers include activists, pan-Africanists, and sociologist W.E.B. Du Bois, journalist and poet Ralph Ellison, writer Alex Haley, who wrote the autobiography of Malcolm X and the novel Roots, uh, Zora Neale Hurston, novelist Richard Wright, and Toni Morrison, who was a Nobel Prize and Pulitzer Prize winner. Now, I want to close this up with a poem by one of my favorite black writers, Mr. James Mercer Langston Hughes. The night is beautiful. So the faces of my people. The stars are beautiful. So the eyes of my people. Beautiful also is the sun. Beautiful also are the souls of my people. The name of that poem was My People, and it can be found in The Crisis, which was written in October 1923. All that and more. Lots more. And what do we have to say to that? Yay, Yay black people. people! This next category is entertainment. Now, this first thing I found very, very interesting. Esther Jones. Do you know who she was? I'll tell you who she was. She was the real Betty Boop. character Betty Booth was inspired by a black jazz singer in Harlem. Introduced by cartoonist Max Fleischer in 1930, the caricature of the jazz age flapper was the first and most famous sex symbol in animation. Now, Betty Booth is best known for her revealing dress, curvaceous figure, and signature vocals. Boop, boop, While there has been controversy over the years, the inspiration has been tracked back to Esther Jones, who was known as Baby Esther and performed regularly in the Cotton Club during the 1920s. Now, Baby Esther's trademark vocal style of using boops and other childlike scat sounds attracted the attention of actress Helen Kane during a performance in the late 1920s. Now, after seeing Baby Esther, Helen Kane adopted her style and began using boops in her songs as well. Finding fame early on, Helen Kane often included this baby style into her music. When Betty Boop was introduced, Kane promptly sued Fleischer and Paramount Public's Corporation and said that they were using her image and style. However, video evidence receipts came to light of baby Esther performing in a nightclub and the courts ruled against Helen Kane saying, girl, you ain't got exclusive rights to the booping style or image and that the style in fact predated her. Baby Esther's baby style did little to bring her mainstream fame, and she died relatively unknown. But a piece of her lives on in the iconic character Betty Boop. So that's the boop. Boop-be-doop. 
I was trying to make a joke. It fell flat. Listen, you can't land every one of them. I'm learning that. I'm going to let it go. And I'm moving to the next thing. Denzel Washington. Uh, Denzel Washington was the first African-American to win a Best Actor Oscar since Sidney Poitier in 1963. 2002 was the first year that African-Americans won both the Best Actor and Best Actress Oscars. Washington won for Training Day and Halle Berry won for her role in Monsters Ball. Another, Catherine Dunham was the first black choreographer for the Metropolitan Opera in 1963 with the production of Aida. Michael Jackson's groundbreaking music video for Billie Jean was the first music video by a black artist to appear on MTV. Aretha Franklin, she was not only the first African-American woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she was the first woman, period, black people representing. Ella Fitzgerald and Count Basie were the first African-Americans to win Grammy Awards. The first black performers, their names were the World's Fair Colored Opera, appeared at Carnegie Hall in 1892. Now that was huge, 1892. Black Arts Slash West was Seattle's first black theater, which eventually became a nationally known entity across the United States. Evolving out of the civil rights movement of the 1960s, it was founded by Douglas Q. Barnett in 1969. Now, Black Arts slash West functioned as a three-component program, theater, dance, and an art gallery displaying the work of local and national artists. As a division of the Central Area Motivation Program, which was an anti-poverty agency, it was charged with getting young people involved, I love that, and learning the necessary skills to survive and flourish in society. Now, the program was able to attract a host of young people who thrived on the discipline and skills imparted by a top-notch professional staff, including Lorna Richards, Eve Green, Professor Abraham, Dumi, Mariar, and others. Over the years, the theater mounted approximately 100 plays, including Dream on Monkey Mountain, A Son Came Home, The Great McDaddy, Five on the Black Hand Side, and What the Wine Cellars Buy. Top-notch directors came through. A significant number of students became professional actors who later performed on Broadway and regional theaters, TV, and professional dance companies. After 11 years, Black Arts slash West closed its doors in the spring of 1980. Hattie McDaniel. Now, she was the first black person to win an Oscar ever. She was the maid in Gone with the Wind. Now, fun fact about her being at the award ceremony, she wasn't. She wasn't there because at the time, the Black Codes, a.k.a. the Jim Crow laws, forbid her to travel because the award ceremonies were in Atlanta. Ain't that a blip. Nat King Cole was the first African-American to reach number one on the Billboard charts. He was also the first African-American to host his own television show so Arsenio Hall you could think Nat King Cole Harry Belafonte in June of 1960 won an Emmy for his variety special tonight with Harry Belafonte that Emmy was the first Emmy awarded to a black person so Harry Belafonte doing things comedian Bill Cosby's 1984 sitcom The Cosby Show became the highest ranking sitcom for five years in a row uh, that program aired for eight years I think you need to understand the important thing about The Cosby Show. I know, you know, Bill Cosby has been under fire because of his actions. And people are really heavy into the cancel culture right now. It's like, well, just throw the whole thing away. Well, because of what he did, we're just not going to, you know, 
either play his music or whatever. I, I go back and forth about this and um, speaking specifically about him, watching that show, giving black people uh, a doctor father, a lawyer mother with a house that big in Brooklyn. Listen, that was a big house in Brooklyn. Anybody who's ever lived in New York, no, that's a big house, a big A house with two stories and all the bedrooms and everything in a basement. Um, it was important for us to see, and I, I don't think that we can cancel that, or that we should cancel that based on his actions. I still think that that piece of television history was important to black families. I would continue to watch it, and I still do that in a different world. So, but like when you think about something like R. Kelly, I'm going off on a tangent here. We think about something like R. Kelly and he's singing about what he's singing about. Like that's not necessarily a positive message. So maybe we should cancel that out. It was like, oh, he's a freak. Oh no. It's like, y'all, he's been telling you the whole time. So I don't understand why anybody's surprised. So that's just my two cents on it. But th that's one of the reasons why this this is on the list because it, 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 it's super important for, for that representation to, to be there. And he also created a bunch of other things that so, moving on. In 2006, Whitney Houston, a celebrated singer, songwriter, and actress, was named the most awarded female artist of all time by the Guinness World Records. Now, I just mentioned something about the Cosby Show. She, so you know how at the beginning of the Cosby Show, they only had like four kids and then Sandra magically appeared? Whitney Houston originally auditioned for uh, the role of Sandra. But she didn't get it. Now, I've heard two versions of the story that uh, Sabrina was chosen over Whitney, and I also heard that Whitney wanted to focus on her singing career. Not sure if one is true, but the point is Whitney auditioned for the role of Sandra. She was almost a Huxtable. Whitney Huxtable. <laughs> um, music composer and producer Quincy Jones is the most Grammy nominated artist in the history of the awards with 76 nominations and 26 awards hey Quincy let me borrow a dollar cuz I know you got it <laughs> stupid actress Diane Carroll won the Golden Globe Award for best actress in a television series in 1968 for her role on the sitcom Julia Carroll was the first african-american actress to star in her own television series where she did not play a domestic worker boom Oprah Winfrey became the first female U.S. billionaire in 2003. Harry Belafonte, I mentioned that name earlier, he devised an idea for We Are the World in 1985. The single was created in hopes enough money would be raised to help famine in Africa. The song became the fastest selling record in history, making more than $20 million. The song, not, not, not many, many songs, the song. Harry Belafonte, you the man. All that and more. Lots more. And what do we have to say to that? Yay, Yay black people. people! Okay, so now this last category is just full of random fun facts. And we'll start off with a good one. Okay, so y'all know MLK's I Have a Dream speech? Well, the I Have a Dream part was improvised. That means he made it up. Yes. The dream language was going to be a part of the speech, but it was edited out. 
because he was only given five minutes to speak, so he wanted to only go for the meat, and he didn't think he would get to that part of it. But there's a rumor that says that Mahalia Jackson was sitting there and she whispered to him while he was talking, tell him about the dream. And that's why he went into it. Don't know if that's true or not, but in any event, that wasn't a part of the speech and he uh, improvised it. Josephine Baker, who was a performer and entertainer, was a spy for the French during World War II. Now, she left the US because of racism in 1937. She said, peace out, I gotta go. Uh, she gave up her U.S. citizenship and moved to Paris, where they accepted her with open arms. Now, in return, she helped them out. During her travels across Europe to perform, Baker would conceal messages within her costumes or on her sheet music for other Allied spies. She also used her status as a desired society presence to eavesdrop at various embassy events and balls. All right, Josephine, don't get caught. Don't get got. Uh, there was a ban on interracial marriage until 1967, but it was lifted because of Mildred and Richard Loving. Loving was her actual last name. How appropriate. And Mildred was the black part of the marriage. Now, I'm going to pull out my calculator because I want to do some math. 2019 minus 1967. 52. Interracial marriage has only been legal for 52 years. But that ain't all, folks. As a little side fact here, the last law formally prohibiting interracial marriage was overturned in Alabama in 2000. Now, I don't need a calculator for that one. What I do need is an explanation. <laughs> Alabama, why did it take you so long to overthrow that? So interesting. Matthew Henson. I bet y'all don't know who that is. Matthew Henson was actually a key member of the first successful expedition to the North Pole and made seven separate voyages to the Arctic. Now, he didn't get the credit he deserved because he was traveling with uh, a certain call. But he was there and he did the voyages. The first licensed black female pilot was Bessie Coleman. One in four cowboys was black. Before the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena, Arthur Ashe was the first African-American male to win both the U.S. Open and Wimbledon. The media made Black Panthers, notorious for their afros, dark apparel, and willingness for armed self-defense. But their manifesto for change launched programs that benefited Black communities nationwide, like Free Dental Care, Breakfast for Low-Income Children, even drama classes. This is really uh, important and interesting. A lot There's a misconception about why the Black Panthers just started, and maybe I'll do an episode about that. Going back to the Jim Crow laws and the Black Codes and how the media would twist things in order to pin things on um, Blacks to make them seem like criminals and spread rumors, that is not something that was let go. So the media is still like That was just a little side note there. Lincoln University in Pennsylvania is the first institution of higher education founded for African Americans. It paved the way for the 104 other historically black colleges which have produced distinguished alums like Mr. Thurgood Marshall, Mr. Spike Lee, and the almighty Oprah! That's my Oprah voice. <laughs> Paul Williams, he was an architect. He mastered the art of drawing upside down so that he could sit across from not next to white clients who didn't want to sit side by side with a black person. Hats off to him. 
In 2008, Usain Bolt became the first man to win three world records at a single Olympics event. Mathematician and scientist Benjamin Banneker is credited for designing the layout of Washington, D.C. It's not a state, but they want to be. Xavier University, a historically black college in Louisiana, has one of the highest success rates in the country for getting their graduates into medical school. I had to throw that in there because I'm from Louisiana. And Louisiana gets a bad education rap sometimes, but I just want people to know there's some good things happening. Now, I know this episode was short and sweet, and we actually barely scratched the surface with black people who have done and are doing some great things. Uh, I'm sure you're probably thinking of a person or two that could have been mentioned. That's actually a good thing. Listen, the fact is black people have always been amazing, but we haven't always been given the opportunity to be so out loud. Because in times past, it's been threatening and caused some envy. And that's an issue of matters of the heart. So, what can you do? This week's action tip is tied to self-education. Uh, read a poem written by a black person. I've read two to three today. Um, but go research some of those poets and just read and get an idea of... Uh, what they were writing about and why they were writing about it at the time they were writing about it. Or read a whole book. Find a black author. Read a book by them for those people who like to snuggle in. Um, pick somebody off this list and find out two more facts about them. Uh, research their life. Um, another action step is to look around and see black people now who are doing some great things and support them in that thing. Post. Tweet, retweet, update a status, share something on Instagram, um, share what you find and how you've been touched with the people in your circle. And this shouldn't be a scary thing. Using your voice for good shouldn't be a scary thing. It might be, but it shouldn't be. And maybe there's somebody that's saying, why does it have to be black? Why they can't it just be humans? Well, once upon a time, we tried that. Unfortunately, history has to be unraveled first. If you look at the timeline of the oppression of blacks, which extends before 1619, there was an article in Time magazine that mentions how slaves were here before then. And compared to the time that blacks actually have been freed, it's it's a blip. It's a blip. We are still at the front of it, but we've, we've made so many strides, of course, because black people are starting to be allowed to be what they've always been. And that's great. White people are starting to accept responsibility for the actions of their ancestors and contributing to the healing. Some white people are realizing that they have to let go of some power if they truly want to help. There's still, you know, steps that we need to take. It's a team effort, but it starts with outward encouragement. Yeah. For your The Right Stuff section, just listen to this whole episode again. <laughs> um, so one last time, let's say it. Yay, black people. Okay, so now before we end this episode, I actually want to read a poem that I wrote. Um, I wrote this a few months back. And it's called Art Collection. I posted it on my personal Instagram, but I came across it again because I'm working on a project. And I thought, I want to share this. So I will. Uh, this is Art Collection. This art collection, these skin complexions lined up against purple ribbon that wrap themselves around this dewy skin. Purple ribbons that tickle the word luminary across pores and fine hairs while the sun licks pigment from the heart side out to the surface. 
and sets it on display for spectators' delight. This art is right and is unlike any other with radiance as a brush, a brush that strokes stories of pulls up valleys and twirls on mountain tops and thick woolly spirally hair and full mouths and lips. This art collection, history's reflection of bounty but reformed beauty, hanged me then from there, but now hanged as a masterpiece in the hall of fame. No shame can't tame these skin complexions. You've just finished listening to Meanwhile on the Farm, and I'm pretty honored that you actually took the time to listen. You could have been doing anything else, so for that, I thank you. Hey, if you have any questions or concerns or ideas for me, hit me up at Corey at MeanwhileOnTheFarm.com, or you can hit me up on the Instagram page. I promise I'll be back next week with getting back on task. <laughs> yeah, you can slide into my DMs, meanwhile.on.the.farm. Uh, I'll be posting the action steps from the last three episodes, as well as dropping the information on how to get pinned. Now, if you want to subscribe to Meanwhile on the Farm on your favorite podcast platform, please do that. And once you do that, rate it for me. Uh, that actually means a lot. And it would also mean a lot if you could share it. Share it with someone older or younger than you. <laughs> Uh, And if they're a SoundCloud person, let them know that I am on SoundCloud as well. Again, I'm Corey. This has been Meanwhile on the Farm, and I sincerely appreciate you spending some time with me. Hey, life is meant to be lived. If there's something that you've been putting off because of this or that reason, do one thing, just one thing per week over the next three weeks to get that ball rolling and see what happens after that. Remember, if you're silent, it speaks volumes. Peace.